you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the NFL Podcast. Bridges All Chasms. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. All back together. I haven't been able back to say Dan in a while. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, it's so great to be back. A little break. Clear my head. Gotta How was it? Got to get out of that L.A. smog. Get to the beautiful Jersey Shore. It was nice. But I come back, and uh, I'm ready to roll right right into the podcast studio, basically. First thing in the morning. I love it. Dan made it very clear during his vacation that he did not want to spend as much as a minute with any of us. Uh, there was at one point a text sent, and he just shut that down and said, no, unsubscribe, no more communication. See you back at work. Well, now I know because Greg got upset with all of us privately <laughs> in a very serious manner on his vacation when he was reached out to, you know, for various management things. Yeah, when, when, I, when someone wanted me to help with their expenses while I was on vacation, <laughs> yes, I got annoyed. And then, um, and then, you know, I was all of a sudden wrapped into some podcast discussion, and I'm like on the beach reading my book, uh, enjoying myself. And I was like, first I tried to unsubscribe. Uh, you could pull yourself out of the conversation. I still get the text. So then I had to make. I had to say, guys. We did follow directions, though. You'll know. I was not involved in any of that. I was feeling your pain. I'm not going to tell other people what to do, but I just stayed quiet. Pain. Good mention of pain, uh, Greg. Because a little later today, Dan Hansis, who is me, wrote the pain rankings. Wow. So on your vacation, you learned how to talk in the third person. <laughs> Next level diva operation. Um, the pain rankings wrap up today with the number one uh, team who Mark is familiar with. So we'll talk about that a little later. Nice show. Nice show. We're also going to get into uh, a, a nice write-up by you guys. I read every single Around the NFL piece <laughs> and listened to all the podcasts. Is that why uh, you're too busy for text? Exactly. Uh, the biggest mysteries heading into camp. We wrote about that. We're going to talk about it. I'll throw some mysteries out and uh, – uh, but before any of that, we're going to, you know, of course, do some news. And to, before we do that, we're going to say hi to TD. How are you doing, buddy? What's going on, guys? Dan, glad to have you back. Oh, Side thank you. Side for the show. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, right. this is basically the first show of the season. Who? We've all been taking vacations for a month, and now it's like we're ready. The camp's starting next week. This is the first one. And just, I'm just curious. I didn't, I wasn't like plugged in too much, but what contest did DJ win to get on our podcast? <laughs> Talk <laughs> that to can Greg. never happen again. Greg organized that. Hashtag never again. Let's do some news, TD. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. All right, gentlemen, let's start with the Minnesota Vikings. Adrian Peterson, of course, uh, with the team after missing last year for obvious situations that we've talked about endlessly. Now the two sides are in a good place. The team announced Tuesday uh, that Peterson and the Vikings have, quote, mutually agreed to restructure the, restructure the final three years of Peterson's contract. Uh, the deal is worth $44 million over three years, according to NFL media insider Ian Rappaport. Greg, your takeaway. My takeaway is that leverage is all about talent. And in the NFL, there's a sliding scale. And if you have enough talent, you can almost do whatever you need, you want to do off the field. You can get suspended, and it's not going to hurt you because he's an all-time great player. In the end, he was gone all of last year, and he got more money out of the Minnesota Vikings. And I have no problem with that either. I'm not, I'm not arguing that point. He's worth the money, but it's interesting. If he was a backup player, he would have been cut immediately. Instead, he gets a raise. That's how it works. I mean, I, didn't, I never got this idea that all oh, the nerve of him for asking for more no. money after last year. He sat out. He didn't ask to sit out last year. No. He was made to sit out. And But people thought it was crazy when he was asking for more guaranteed money. When that first came up, people were like, oh, no, he's going to get cut or he's going to get traded or whatever. And Ian stuck to that reporting way back in, in March, saying, no, he's going to get more money out of them in the end, and that's what he got. When one reason that the New York Jets made Dan's pain rankings, because when they have a makeup deal, it's with Mark Sanchez after they've courted <laughs> Peyton Manning, and they hand out way too much money to a subpar player. The Vikings, they paid the best running back in football. This works this, for everyone. This is an example of cooler heads prevailing. Uh, Adrian Peterson could have ended up somewhere else. The Vikings would have opened up their new stadium without their greatest player ever. And instead, everybody worked out. Everything that happened last year was unpleasant. But now everything is in the rear view, and he's, he can go back to being the best running back in the world. I think the stadium thing was big because you're selling season tickets. They think they have a good team this year. Obviously, he's on the team. You don't want to go into next year without Peterson. They're not even giving him more money. They're just guaranteeing, essentially, that he'll be on the team next year. Over-under game. Here we go. 1,800 yards, Mark Sessler. Wow. Under. Over. Yes. Greg. I'll go just under. 12 touchdowns. 1,800 rushing Mark. yards, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Push. 12. He will have Over. <laughs> You love the push. Over. Right. Monster year. Monster yeah, I think year. a big year. 16, 1,700. They've got more of an yards. air game now. I think it's going to be a balanced offense. I like Teddy Bridgewater a lot, but if you're not running that offense through AP, you're overthinking. By the way, under could be 1,790 yards. That's not a bad season. Well, yeah. I mean, you're the, the, you're taking the game and destroying it there by saying that. I do I do worry. I there's, a lot of, there's a lot of team of uh, around the NFL buzz with the Vikings, and there I is. do really want them to be good. I want to root for them. But everyone's going to be picking them as it's a, a two-man race right now, the Cardinals and Vikings. But the good thing about this race is always some surprises. Moving on. Uh, so Adrian Peterson is staying in Minnesota for the foreseeable future. Mike Tomlin not going anywhere. He agrees with the Steelers on a contract extension. Uh, of course, Tomlin has been the head coach there since 2007. A ton of success, including an 82-46 and record in the regular season and a winning record 5-4 and in playoff games. 
uh, and a Super Bowl, am I right? Plus, he looks cool. If you're watching us on NFL now, you can see uh, just, you know, he cuts a striking figure with the sunglasses. He's just a guy you want to play for. Till AT NFL <laughs> podcast history here, the first Matt Money Smith drop we ever had was I'll follow Mike. The, the AT NFL podcast will follow Mike Tomlin anywhere. Mm. He's the cool coach. He's like cool dad, but NFL coaches where you could tell all the, guy, all the guys on the team kind of look up to him, and he's probably a, a fun guy to hang out with the bar. Uh, and he does the he does cool stuff even on the sideline even the Thanksgiving thing with uh, sticking his leg out I like my coach getting a little saucy and it's you know we talked last show that oh it would Tomlin be in mm. trouble if they had a season where they went off the rails and they have had some up and down seasons with Tomlin but the Steelers talk about not panicking they've had three coaches since '69 the Browns have had seven since '99. Wow. Steelers stick with their coaches and they let those teams let me grow break that down Steelers good Browns bad. I'm just saying <laughs> solid teams that stick yes. with the plan and those that blow up the operation over and over. I mean, this is a very significant extension. 2018, that's four more NFL seasons. By that point, he'll have been with the Steelers for 13 years. By that point, Ben Roethlisberger is, you would think, on the edge of retirement if he's not off the team. But, I mean, who knows? It's only four years, but a, lot, a lot's going to change. He's earned it. He's had the highest winning percentage in franchise history, which is Bill Cowher and Chuck Noll. And the fifth highest winning percentage since he's been hired in the NFL. Are you, Greg Rosenthal, at liberty to discuss why you thought he was in trouble last episode? I've had a few people reach out on Twitter to say, why did Greg think he was in trouble? I didn't think he was in trouble. There's been reporting behind the scenes that Tomlin at one point had a sort of a come to Jesus meeting with the ownership, that they wanted certain things to be straightened out. And that included some of the stuff with the team and discipline. And that included something that was, was a little more personal or off the field. And I think that message was heard. I believe it was either a off season ago or two. And I think this, this speaks louder than any reports. Yes. This shows they're not concerned at all. Right. Wes, give me the AFC North power rankings for head coaches. I think Tomlin and John Harbaugh are kind of neck and neck at the top. Really? Right? Okay. That's, fair. that's, that's clear, right? John Harbaugh's great. Eh, I'd put Tomlin over Harbaugh just because. Wow. And then I think it's kind of little Mike Patton and then Marvin Lewis. I'd agree with that. I mean, I, I have to go. I, Marvin I, Lewis I not Tomlin number respect. one. Come on. Well, I've, oh, seen, I've seen his, the way he prepares his team for the playoffs, and I've seen his in-game challenges. So is it Andy Dalton's fault or <laughs> Marvin Lewis? Well, let's, well I mean, let's it's both. Here. It's a good Marvin Lewis of- has a longer history of mediocrity than, than Andy Dalton. Hey, that said, Marvin Lewis has done was, things with the Bengals that no one else say, could possibly Speaking do. of the pain ranking, Solomon Wilcott, who I talked to, talked to about the Bengals, said Marvin Lewis raised the Titanic is the way he put it. I'm They're pro- a competitive team, though. I'm probably underselling what Marvin Lewis has done on the personnel side of things. It's a good division of coaches. If you, if you went through all the divisions, I don't know if you could come up with a better one than, than Pettin and Lewis being the two worst ones. I mean, right. No, I coaches. agree with that. Uh, moving on, the Arizona Cardinals could probably use a tight end. And is Chris Cooley an option, the former Redskins tight end who really has been out of the picture as a pro player since 2012? He's 33 years old, had some nice years in Washington for a while. But he's looking to uh, get back and, uh, you know, turn t- get his career back on track. He says he feels bleeping awesome. And uh, there's a chance that he might sign with the team, according to a recent report. Your thoughts, Chris Wessling. I think I can't think of a precedent for this where it's worked out. It's been five years since he's been an impact player in the NFL, and the last time we saw him, he couldn't run. So I can't think of a guy who came back at tight end or any other skill position 
after essentially a half decade away and was an effective player. And he's coming. Tight end isn't like wide receiver where you can be good until you're 37 or 38. Tony Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp are the exceptions. Tight ends tend to decline a lot earlier than others. Take a beating. Cardinals aren't a great landing spot for any so-called pass-catching tight end under Arians. It's not a position that's used a lot in that offense. But Cooley, his argument was initially that he didn't want to play for anyone other than the Redskins. And I think he's getting that, you know, it would be fun to get back and be with the camaraderie. That was more about that. He said, I could be any team's third tight end. He's not trying to come in and recreate the position. I think he just wants another shot to be back on the team. Right, at 20, 30 snaps a game for a good team, I think that would be the max. It still seems wacky to me. Just, I'm not breaking any news. Just a few right. weeks ago, he has been in the mix for media jobs, for national media jobs, where that's you know he's under consideration for some of those things. And now it seems to me like he was just kind of throwing this out there. I feel great. I'm ready to play again. Now it's like, oh, wait, people are taking this serious? Like, I don't know if he's really ready to do The Cardinals are interested. Why haven't they signed him? Mm. Well, they just say, that they are interested in signing, but you're right. They, they, they had Jermaine Gresham in the house, too. Does any, would anyone dare take me on a sandwich when I say that he's not going to be on a roster in week one? Oh, that, there's, I don't think there's any way he's going to be on a roster in week one. Really? And then it makes you think, why are we talking about this gentleman? Well, because it's Chris Cooley. Fun guy. Yeah, he's a fun guy, but it he was a fun guy six years ago. It's over. Uh-huh. Chris, Chris Cooley's, Cooley's having a nice bad. little life. He's made a few million dollars, I'm sure. Married a Redskins a nice... cheerleader. Did he? Divorced the Redskins cheerleader. Oh, did he? <laughs> Not to get too <laughs> why do we need maybe to go that's why that road. Well, maybe that's why he's looking to get back right. into the NFL. Bill Parcells was lured back into the league for similar reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Sign that prenup, guys. Bill Parcells was lured back because he was still good at what he did. Well, that's part and parcel of it that's not in its entirety <laughs> well a- any team where Chris it, will not be on the around the NFL podcast anytime soon any yeah, team where God. it hurts you when John Carlson retires you know you got a problem at that position it's not a good thing moving on uh, the two little items for the Tennessee Titans first of all wide receiver Justin Hunter released from jail in Virginia Beach Virginia on a 25,000 secured bond Tuesday after being arrested on an assault charge Monday uh, he has a preliminary hearing date for September 3rd, and he's charged with felonious assault for allegedly stabbing, cutting, and wounding a victim with malicious intent. What are you doing, Justin Hunter? Was just on our allegedly. 10 make-or-break players in the AFC list before this came Maybe out. the pressure got to Well, him. by the way, <laughs> he was on our making the leap list last year. Yeah. Which, Another argument for that summertime passion For the record, project. I argue vehemently against him being on making the leap list. Wes knew he was going to straight up stab dudes, <laughs> allegedly. Well, the weird thing, actually, I, I think was the, the weapon was his fists. I don't. That's I, how he catches passes, too. <laughs> I think it was he, he bloodied the guy with his fist. That's the alleged, the allegation. The uh, reporting in Tennessee is that they're going to let the process play out. He's going to show up to training camp and practice. I mean, they're kind of used to this. This is their – they almost have a role for this. It's like a history. You know, first you sign Kenny Britt. Okay, he's that guy. Then let's replace him with Justin Hunter. He's that guy. And now they just signed Doriel Green-Beckham, which is really kind of in the same sort of lot of talent – a lot of questions off the field mold. They, they bring one in every couple of years. It doesn't work out too well. Well, one scout, on, you saw this on Twitter, that compared Justin Hunter from certain physical traits, not overall game, to Calvin Johnson and said that what? he's – I'm not saying oh. that. Well, I, I, I'm not the Greg scout. Greg Cosell has said similar things. There's been Randy Moss comparisons, but those guys can catch. Right, and also they care about the game. I mean, this guy, number one, you're in a heat-seeking – 
position battle with Doriel Green Beckham for the same position, and this is what you do with your summer. My problem with Justin Hunter was if there was a defender within three feet of him, there's no chance he's catching it. So Especially he, not now after he this. He can't news. take contact, but I he can dish it out apparently. <laughs> Better summer vacation. Dan Hansis, Justin Hunter. No time in the slammer for me. Mark, uh, you could finally rest, by the way, because Marcus Mariota has signed his rookie deal, the number two <laughs> overall pick. Uh, you know, that nasty offset language that had tripped up the two sides. guess that's taken care of. So their presumed starting quarterback will be at camp on but time. This is one was one where I guess I get that all teams, all front offices have uh, ways that they – things they want to stick to in terms of how they sign their players and they don't want to be controlled by the rookie. But how about show a little faith in the guy you drafted number two overall? Offset language basically says, right, if we cut you, we don't have to pay you as much money if you sign with another team. How much faith are you showing in Marcus Mariota when that's what the thorny issue is? He's the last guy to sign. Ridiculous. Well, when you draft guys like Jake Locker and Vince Young, you get a little you get a little scared. Right. It is a ridiculous topic, though, the offset it language. It's like it, I put it on Twitter or something. If, if you were ranking, like, the dumbest offseason types of storylines, like just most pointless, offset language is, like, the last thing fans want to hear about. My pet peeve is, is reporters who write for other reporters. Right. And offset language. Us? We don't do that, but there are people who, oh, you know what? This topic is really interesting to other reporters. Fans don't care about offset They language. do not, and they don't understand it. And they know that every rookie signs before training camp since the collective bargaining agreement in 2011. Best thing that ever came out of that CBA oh, was this. Saved us thousands rookie, of stories. Yes, no rookie. more Achilles Smiths, Wes. These guys get to camp and they start. The Bengals will have more Achilles Smiths in their future. <laughs> uh, moving forward, RG3, Wes, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, you and I – were very bullish last uh, summer that he had a big comeback season ahead of him. It did not happen. And now there is a uh, report. ESPN's Mike Sando spoke with a undisclosed offensive coordinator who said this about RG3 and his chances of coming back. Uh, quote, there is no coming back. He is done. The reason is the injury slowed his legs and his ego will not allow him to hit rock bottom and actually grind his way back up the right way. Now, how do they know? Uh, Wes, I was going to say, whether, unless this offensive coordinator coached RG3, that's some unfair BS to be thrown at the guy, isn't it? Well, I think I'm not comfortable with a guy who who's not close to RG3 right. talking about his ego. But from my point of view, I've soured on him because the guy cares more about hashtags than football. Why does everything have to be a movement or a hashtag? <laughs> Go get your nose in the playbook and stop. The- so you you're basically have the same point as I do. If, if I'm being honest, my instinct is to say this guy cares more about his social media presence. Well, he did purposely lower his presence on social media this offseason. He named his show. daughter a hashtag. <laughs> his daughter's named hashtag. It's hashtag something. He put it on Twitter or something. This is my daughter. Hashtag what's her name? It's worth noting that the piece that Mike Sando did wasn't just about RG3. He went and pulled a ton of front office people and coaches and ranked the quarterbacks. And RG3's ranking it is reflective of what the overall feedback it, is. That was the heat-seeking quote he got, but there wasn't a lot of nice stuff said about RG3 as a player. Well, it's crazy, though, that now we've changed that much that there was a legitimate debate two years ago between Luck and, and RG3. Mm-hmm. We have changed so much that it would ultimately 
surprise everyone if RG3 is respectable. If he plays as well as Andy Dalton this season, people will be like, oh, wow, that's a nice little comeback season. Right. For, it's, 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 Why do you say it's, it's weird that we've changed that much? It's weird that RG3, RG3's changed Fine, that much. I agree. When they were showing some clips here if you're watching us on video, the, and I just wanted to scream out, get rid of the ball, RG3! Let well, it, but let that's it go. because this was a guy that won with his feet, and now he's having to change who he is entirely. Is he committed to doing that? Yeah, for the record, this guy is not the only one with that criticism. There's another personnel director who said the same thing about humility. Mike Shanahan has come out and said injuries are not the problem with RG3. He's got to capitulate to coaching. And Steve Young and Trent Dilfer have had similar opinions. Mm. You must capitulate. The way you've done things, RG3, isn't working. And you can't beat linebackers to the edge anymore. You've got to learn to play from the pocket. Worst like, subway spokesman, RG3 or Jared? <laughs> I'm going to have to go Jared. Jared all along. That's- I was going to say hell hath no fury like a West scorned, but you just like compared – <laughs> I didn't Jared, compare I mean, them. I'm news. just saying Subway's in a fix. They've got to start to think broaden the horizon. Yeah, I think Justin Tuck. I was wrong about RG3, but I had no idea I was going to be wrong to the point where the guy forgot how to play quarterback. I, I just want to yeah. point out, though, we've seen careers and we've seen the NFL go up and down and surprise us year after year after year. And I and I have to think the, the types of candidates that we like to come back are guys that are young and have shown the ability at some point to be great players in the NFL. So there has to be some possibility that he's not done. Has I, to be. All right. All right, guys. Yeah, I'll shut it down. We got a lot of time to talk about RG3. We don't have to go all show about it. <laughs> you know? No, we're just doing what we're asked, you know? <laughs> all right, here we go. We got, let's move on. That's what's happening in the news. A lot of time to talk about RG3, but not as much time to talk about this because this is, there's an expiration date on this topic. NFL's biggest mysteries heading into camp. Uh, you know, listen, you guys wrote a great job on this piece. Oh, by the way, Wes out of nowhere came up with this topic. Really? I he thought, needed no, listen, some high-octane content. Came up with a great idea. We were sitting around twiddling our thumbs. Bang, this thing took off metrics-wise. Sight blow up. Well, Wes, <laughs> since you are I don't know man, if that's true. You are the man who came up with this brilliant idea. Why don't we start it with you? What to use the biggest mystery as we head towards training camp, which is right around the corner now. Well, the reason why this idea popped in my head is because I've mentioned it several times on the podcast already. Peyton Manning's body, specifically his arm, is the biggest question mark. And to me, it's the biggest mystery because his body is the most important of, of all the mysteries to his team's success. If he do, if he's not the first half of 2014 Peyton Manning, the Broncos' Super Bowl window is closed. If he plays like he did in December and January, they, they might have to rebuild. It's one of those mysteries – We'll have to wait until the season. And we might even have to wait until week 10 of the season. I we may have to wait until January yeah, because right. quarterbacks' bodies at age 39 tend to d- deteriorate over the course of the season. I think you can win in the NFL without an arm, though. I don't, I don't mean you're going to be the best quarterback. If you're league. Manning. If you're Manning and you have a great team around you, a good running game, a great defense, like he could be the 10th best quarterback in the league and be very limited, and they could win the Super Bowl. I think from Why one not? angle, like the Gary Kubiak I don't hire is a good hire if you want to shift some of the focus off your quarterback. He can win other ways. That's what I like about with the run game and, and what they can do there. They're going to have to. It can't be all Manning like it was two seasons ago. I guess my point is, like, overall effectiveness, can Peyton Manning be as good as Eli Manning was a couple times? Like, well, sure. In terms of a, over the course of a season? Sure, why not? Speaking of Eli Manning, uh, I visited a buddy in Jersey during my vacation. Happens to live right around the block from Eli. Mm. 
told the story of uh, he was cruising down the street checking out the house because he had heard at the, you know, around the neighborhood that he lived there. And he pulls up, and there's Eli standing there with his daughter, like staring right at my buddy. And he said it was really embarrassing, and he didn't know what to do, so he just drove away. <laughs> nice house, by the Very way. Very concerning. Yeah, nice house. Did he wave or? No, it was just like they made eye contact, and then my buddy, who's a huge Giants fan, just squirmed and drove away. Well, it's a bit of a stalkerish odd move, well, but it didn't turn out well. He didn't I, mean to be face-to-face. He just wanted to see the house. That's what I mean. I could see Mark doing that. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, thank you for pointing me out of the I four mean, of us. That would, like well, you, driving by the Pettens, you know, house. And I could definitely see up. Mark checking out. Yeah, that. I, we'll be in I agree Cleveland with that. In August. Um, <laughs> all right, Mark, speaking of you, uh, what is your big mystery? I had to go Sam Bradford because I understand that there's a, you know, there's a void all offseason long where we need to take a guy like Sam Bradford who hasn't played a meaningful snap since October 13th, 2013, and project him as some sort of all-star high-flying quarterback for an Eagles team just because Chip Kelly's the coach. It is a good fit, but I went back and I was right, trying to think, oh, yeah, give me an example of one time when Sam Bradford willed that Rams team to victory where you thought, you know what, hey, this guy's got a little bit of that Brett Favre in him. And you know what I came up with was a 24-24 tie with the Niners. Only game I could remember. Right. There was a lot to be excited That's Brett Favre. That's Sam Bradford in a nutshell. When he's a rookie and he kept them in the mix. That was a long time ago. But now he is reunited, as he was with a rookie, with Pat Shermer, Wes. Well, I, that's not what has me excited. <laughs> Pat Shermer. Try, Mark. I, I, the, the worst I felt yesterday was when poor Mark Ortega, one of our editors, came over to question Mark and I about our kind of not being high on Sam Bradford. And he walked away basically with his tail between his legs because I told him that Sam Bradford basically had devolved to the point where he was checking down on every single pass with the Rams. Sam Bradford at his best has never been that great. Like if you go back to your point and look at his most effective games, if you really drive down, I remember when I studied him for one longer piece that it was these games where the Rams just rolled and he would be like 18 for 21 and they won by 35 points and the game was over early. There's not a lot of games where it's like, we got to put it in Sam Bradford's hands, make a comeback, or and, it's a shootout with the Rams. And like, let's not bury yeah. the lead. Like, come give me the the other question. Two court, a quarterback to come off two major knee surgeries that's ever been productive after that. I can't think of one. I don't. There might have been one, but two well, back-to-back ACL Greg's tears. make this point too, though. That how many quarterbacks have ever had back-to-back ACL tears? That's why they haven't come back. It's just not. A, it's not a great club to be in. It's not. Wow, this is what you're shooting for that in your pro career. D- that doesn't worry me nearly as much as his game tape worries me. I, I think guys can come back from injury. I, I'm surprised Ian reported this week, NFL Media Insider Ian Rappaport, that you know Rap sheet. that Bradford is comfortable going into the final year of his contract. He doesn't want to sign a long-term deal now. He wants to let it ride. And I'm thinking, why is that, Why are the Eagles offering him a long-term contract right now? Like, doesn't that seem crazy? It here's, does. Here's why I think it's going to work because he had devolved. He got hit so much early in his career that he was looking to throw the ball as soon as he got back there, and I think. That that play action that Chip Kelly runs, and that's going to be great for him. It's going to give him huge windows to throw to. It's going to take the pass rush heat off of him, and he's going to have the best year of his. Well, he career. still needs to be able to move though, and I haven't we haven't seen that, and we don't know how much he'll play in the preseason. Well, I mean, Nick Foles isn't the most mobile guy in the world. No. Rap sheet, Greg. Rap. That's what we call him now. Yeah, I was Mister Rap, rap sheet? sheet occasionally in our. You do that posts. too. A lot of different things you can do. Uh, I'm going to piggyback off uh, something that Kevin Patra wrote. Our Chicago correspondent with a, just a sick body. 
the whole thing is a, it's a great package. Uh, but he wrote about Jadavian Clowney, uh, of course, the number one overall pick last year, struck down by microfracture surgery in the, in the offseason after playing just four games. Now, this could be tropey and, you know, very offseason-y, but uh, the team physician said he looks spectacular. And uh, if if that's true. Tropey. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> if that's true, look out because let's look at that division. You know, everybody's excited about the Colts. I get that. They'll probably win 11 games. Not a, not a lot of great teams otherwise. If Watt and Clowney come together, we've been talking about this for two years almost, uh, and they score enough points, this team's going to be in the playoff hunt. I would not be surprised at all if they are. We talked about the best pass rushing tandems in the NFL on one of our recent podcasts. I forgot Jadevin Clowney existed. But well, if, that's because he hasn't done anything. If he's healthy, they, they they could be the best pass rushing duo in the NFL. Yeah, we said J.J. Watt and anyone. And if that right. anyone is uh, anyone, 80% of Jadavian Clowney. This guy, when he came into the league, was being talked about as like an evolutionary Lawrence Taylor. This guy was hyped up more than guys have been in decades. That sure, was a ridiculous comparison. Now, that was, perhaps it is. But let's just say, like Greg said, he comes back and he's 80% of the, the player he was, and that's still good enough to be a guy. It's like a 12, 15 sack guy with J.J. Watt, who's one of the best players ever. That's pretty scary. Oh, I still think we need to see post-surgery and post-multiple health issues what he is because 80% it's a of anyone – is what you're It saying. is, but 80% of anyone is, is not going to work in the mystery. NFL a lot of times. Mystery. On top of it, though, his numbers has a chance to be inflated over the years because you're, you've got Watt commanding so much attention. There were a couple plays with Clowney last year where you watched and you just said, oh, oh my. my, like this guy has got it. At the same time, when he was hampered with injuries – he graded negatively in three or four games as a pass. Oh, he rusher. barely played. I mean, and those oh my plays were just him playing twenty five snaps a game in the preseason, and for three of those snaps, which is which is a lot out of twenty five, he just did something where he looked like right. he could throw any of those players across the screen, and you don't usually you know see that in the NFL. I haven't. Is that a skill across yeah, the screen? Throwing just, players across. You the pick the, it's like a video game move. Is that one of the categories in Pro Football Focus's special stats? Call it the clown toss. Player throw? Yeah, the oh. player throw. It's like caber tossing. <laughs> I think it, with Clowney, it's just our expectations have been lowered so much, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But that's why this Kevin Patra, he of the amazing body, great, great uh, mystery, because he could be amazing. Well, the mystery is why you always talk about <laughs> Kevin Patra's body is, so much. Oh. It's, it's almost not oh. a mystery. That great. It's revealing quite a bit. It's great. It's fine. He looks like, like a taller Greg. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, that's that's you know, that's a little too far. That's, that's weird. Uh, Greg, let's move on. You a little bit of a buzzkill. We need right? some Patra film up on here when we're, exactly. when we're talking so much. Patra. It's like it working really out like Rocky. We had like Four. Instagram pictures of Patra. Just kind of <laughs> let's work on that for the future. TD. Uh, Greg, you want to talk a little suspension, guys? Why is that? a uh, Why is that a downer? Uh, you know, it's sad when guys can't play. It's it's part of the world we live in, yeah. and all we all I hear about when I show up to work every day is, oh, is the Brady news happening today? It's like this anvil hanging over the. What's entire, going on with my expense entire, report? You get that too. Entire network. <laughs> Everyone forgot about a couple suspensions hanging out there. Le'Veon Bell. Oh, by the way, the best running back in the league last season. He was supposedly suspended. It was never announced by the league. The report is that he's facing a three-game suspension. Ian Rappaport uh, reported it. The appeal was this week, finally. I don't know what the delay was, but 
I want to find out when is he going to play. It's a big question. That's a mystery. That's it's a, a big mystery. question uh, for fantasy owners too. Isn't that that's maybe your number one pick if he's playing all season? Well, I would take Adrian Peterson number one, but a lot of smart people are saying take Le'Veon Bell even with the suspension. See, I wouldn't do that. But overall. if you tell me, I would take Peterson number one. But if you told me Bell isn't suspended at all, which would be or even maybe one game, then I think Bell is the top. Look at this guy. It's unbelievable. And I I would take him no matter suspension or not because it's a long fantasy season. But secondly, real football, like the Steelers in the Baltimore playoff game were absolutely a shell of what they were offensively. With all the weapons they have, if you have to take – Le'Veon Bell out of the lineup. That is week se- preseason week five, that opener. What got the, no Brady and no Le'Veon Bell. One of the craziest things that happened in the NFL last season was the Steelers signing Ben Tate off the street and starting him in a playoff game. Oh, my gosh. I well, forgot, the, I that well that that's spe- they had no depth for a team that usually plans well. They had nothing Absolutely. on that roster. That's on him. Bell. Yep. But it's is, like the Packers quarterbacks. Is D'Angelo right? Williams in 2015, who they signed in free agency, necessarily – Going to be that I, much better of an option? I don't. That's an open. That's a mystery to me too. It is a mystery. Mystery's I think he's better than the place. Flotsam and Jetsam they had there last year. <laughs> it's better than Ben Tate, who's washed out of multiple locker rooms. Yes, Flotsam reference. I I am combining my mysteries. By the way, there's a couple other ones. All right. You guys remember there was a fella to use a Damashek uh, parlance there. Yeah. A fella by the name of Daryl Washington. D Wash. He was once thought of as maybe the. Among the most dynamic inside linebackers in all of football, a, a huge difference-making uh, player. Suspended four games in 2013, suspended all of last season. He's still suspended. His suspension is indefinite. Where is Daryl Washington? He could be a big factor for a good Cardinals You have team. really gone next-level Angela Lansbury on us here. <laughs> uh, okay, they got what? Sean Weatherspoon, Kevin Minter. You thought Washington would be back. You don't see guys outside of Justin Blackman, vanished for years on end. Well, part of the problem is he was suspended for a year at least, and it was indefinite, but it was a minimum year, and that was actually before he had an assault arrest. So I don't know if they're tacking that on now to That's this one. Seems sensible to tack it because on. If you, right. If or is he going to come back and then you tack it on? Who knows? Is it? Can you do anything bad you want during that year? Right. No, I think it gets tacked on. Here's the move. Here's the move. If you are an NFL player and you're on indefinite suspension – don't do something else. Sure. Stay out of the headlines, please. Because everyone's just going to go like, oh, forget you. We're going to forget about you, and everybody else will too. This is a big story. I, I like this. This guy was their best defensive player two years ago and the fastest linebacker in football. He was getting eight, nine, ten sacks as an inside linebacker. If he comes back in November right? That's and the Cardinals are scenario. vying for the playoffs, that could be a huge shot in the arm. And that's probably their best-case scenario, and, and who knows? Maybe it'll happen, and they'll be on the old team of around the NFL. You know, I like wow. those, mm. those guys with a little I'm, bit of trouble. I'm feeling the Cardinals. Mm. I just realized what a huge missed opportunity to not include the Unsolved Mysteries theme during this discussion. Well, we tried to get art of, of uh, Robert Stack at yeah. the top of the piece to <laughs> have the licensing. Well, if we had a forward-thinking producer, he could have just thrown it in there for us without Ooh. us even telling us. Well, you have a very busy producer, but carry on. We said forward-thinking. Thank <laughs> He's you. He's too busy to complain. Being busy really is not usually an excuse in the work world for, you know, not performing. But you know, TD, glad TD stayed longer than six minutes. Yeah, you know TD is busy when he stays the whole show and he hasn't even given us any TV reviews yet. <laughs> show. I really missed this. Baller's still terrible, by the way. All right, moving on. Uh, all right, so the pain rankings, they, they concluded on Thursday with the, the reveal that, yes, Mark, the Cleveland Browns, in my estimation, this is just one man's list, 
are the most paying franchise, just both from the organization and the fan standpoint in the history of the NFL. Uh, this is more leaning in West. We'll get into it. My list has been more leaning uh, post-merger or Super Bowl era, uh, to be more specific. And uh, from that standpoint, I don't think anybody touches the Browns. Uh, but here is the – we'll start, but here's the full list. Here we go. The Kansas City Chiefs are at seven. Uh, West, your Bengals are at six, the Bengals. The Vikings at five. The Lions at four. The Bills at three. Uh, the Jets at two, which I caught a lot of heat for on Twitter. And the Browns, of course, at one. So, uh, yes, those are the pain rankings. I want to hear just some general before we kind of get into NFL.com slash pain rankings, my first vanity <laughs> URL. And that is vanity being the operative things. word. Yes. One <laughs> of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. I want to get some overall thoughts from you after doing this exercise before we kind of dive yeah. into the specific teams. Well, I, I, I learned a lot. I did a lot of research on these teams and some of the, like writing about the Jets. I didn't necessarily have to do a lot of research, but there was still, you know, digging around, reading old stories and stuff. But for some of these teams and uh, Wes's team, the Bengals is a great example. Uh, you learn more about what was going on behind the scenes. And, you know, some not some losses are iconic and everyone knows about it, no matter what team uh, you root for. But other if you dig through these other teams, you'll find losses like, wow, that why is this not talked about as much? Mm. And uh, you have that for all of these teams. Uh, so that's and then coming up with the order was the hardest part because really, and I wrote this in the Browns piece that ran today is that, you know, the Browns I always knew were one, and I think there's not going to be a lot of pushback except for the crazy people in the comments section that that write things like, oh, I can't believe the Niners aren't here. Did you see the off season they just had? I said, wait, are you, are you you're on drugs? You're a drug addict and you need help. Like there are teams that should have no business being near this list, but people think that because they had a couple of rough years. These are teams that have had decades of struggle, and that's what the pain rankings is about. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Okay. The New York football Jets. Yes. They don't call them that, by the way. No, no, just you. The number two ranking, it, you weren't here, right. but your ears might have been buzzing on the beach. No, I because was we definitely were not thinking about this office at all. We were all. talking <laughs> Hansis, Yeah. and we were, you know, I think – there's a there's some feeling that as a Jets fan, a lot of people overrate their own pain as a fan. That's how this whole series really came about is a lot of argument. Who who experienced those pain? Right. You might be overrating the Jets pain compared to other teams that the Jets overall have had a lot of pretty good seasons. They've gotten close sometimes. They do have that Super Bowl. I know it's a long time ago, but it counts for something. And that compared to some of these other teams on the list, you know, ranked a little too high. Uh, I respectfully disagree. I made the list so I can do whatever I want. Sure, it's your well, list. of course you can, yeah. but so, that lists are made to be argued about. Uh, yes, like I was just saying, the Browns are number one. You really could almost make a case for every team uh, th- that I have here Except being number the two. Except the Chiefs uh, and the Vikings. Okay, whatever. But my point is that it is obviously arbitrary, but you know, I think the, the reason I had the Jets at two is because, yes, if you want to count the Super Bowl, which you should, Go ahead. But I'm also thinking about the pain rank is not just about how many titles you've won. In my opinions, this this has been about uh, the type of games that you've lost, how far you've gone, the heartbreak involved with that, uh, just the just the dearth of championship success. And the Jets have had none of it. No trips to the Super Bowl since Joe Namath. And then you get in there. They're the team that has they're famous for just. Just horrible things happening to them that make them a laughingstock, whether it's the butt fumble or Tebow mania or drafting Ken O'Brien instead of Dan Marino, the fake spike game. Uh, and, you know, if you're a real cl- 
big fan of the team. You know Vinny Testaverde blowing out his Achilles. Uh, you know about uh, the AFC Championship in 2010 where they needed a stop and Antonio Brown made the catch. I mean, yes, I'm closer to it because it's the Jets, but I could have wrote five more things about the Jets. I could have <laughs> right. wrote about, you know, Brett Favre. I could have wrote about the 1998 AFC Championship game when they had a 10 nothing win. But every team could come up with stuff like that. I would say, one. first Honestly. of all, Dan, you should read this whole entire thing from 7-1. to one. Great job. You can do what you want with the Jets. It's your list. People can argue till the sun comes down. They have a more dramatic up-and-down history than some of these other teams, but how about the Lions? Haven't won a title since I think Eisenhower was in office. It's been an absolute landscape of terrible fandom, but not with the peaks and valleys, maybe. Yeah, and, that, and that, that's to me, that to me is worse, though. They, the Jets have made the playoffs three I think you could probably – they made the playoffs triple the amount of times just since 2000 than the Lions have made it period, in this Super Bowl era. They've, have, they've, made, the playoff, they've made the playoffs twice. I mean, it's outrageous in such a long stretch that, that, that they that, haven't won any games. And that's why it's all about the point of view. Right. It's Is it worse to always be bad, or is it worse to be usually bad, and then whenever you're good, you're never good enough, you get smacked down? There's two ways to look at it. So who's too low on this list? Uh, Wes, well, the I think Bengals the ba- – I mean, I would make the argument they, sh- they have had more pain than any franchise, and the Browns would be the only franchise I would accept as being well, let's we got into it downstairs. We did get into it, again, and feelings were hurt. And that was, got awkward. It got very awkward. Really? Look, yeah, Dan, this. this was a painstaking process. You can I printed out all these lists, read them last night. You can see the work that Dan put into it. If he ever has a portfolio, this belongs at the top. And Thanks. he had at least a dozen twists of phrase that I was jealous that I had not. The writing is spectacular. Oh, what? that said, his idea of pain. I want to just like hand him a, a lollipop and say, pat him on the head and say, "Oh, that's cute." Yeah. <laughs> oh, you almost you made s- it to the Super Bowl. You lost your quarterback. Oh, yeah, that game was close and a kicker missed a field goal. Give me a break. That's not even that painful. Try a 12-year period where five seasons started 0 and six. Five out of 12 years started 0 and six. No winning seasons in there. Your owner have one full-time scout. In the 1990s, during the big business era, five of the top six positions in the front office are filled by that family. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. It's never going to change. He keeps drafting guys like David Klingler and Achilles Smith. He he does stuff like not take Mike Dicka's whole draft and two more first-round picks and a, next, and a second-round pick for Achilles Smith. He does all this, and there's never, ever going to be any change. But here's You're just going to keep losing forever. Here's the point. You are too close to the team, just like I'm too close to the Jets. So you see things no. that mean more to you than mean to no, the average No fan. franchise in any sport ever went through a 12-year period like that. Well, that's just 12 years, and it was bad. Right, the but Lions, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's true worse. pain. That's a leave a hole in your heart. After the war's done, you have to rebuild the whole city. Pain. And, That's not a. Oh, we almost lost. But the they have. They but have but built here's the, the thing. They've ca- they've come out of it to uh, a different sort of pain. Right. That that is really closer to the Jets' kind of pain, which is they are somehow good and yet they're still the biggest laughing stock to some people because of Andy Dalton. Hugh Jackson even mentioned we're a laughing stock because they know that they, nobody no, they can't get past right. the first round. What else? Who else has a quibble with the list? Well, no, and I, I think we talked about the Jets. I, th- I think they're too high from a, if you really, really want to measure all the stuff. But I put the uh, Lions again, two and the Bengals three. The Lions and Bengals would be two and three. Then I would go Jets. It's not Because I, I, I look at a team like the Bills, and I see why they're, Bills fans are passionately saying we should be two or even one. But my argument would be uh, you, you got to the mountaintop and get swatted off four times in a row, and that is painful. 
having that Sunday every January where you are humiliated on national TV. But for, for four years, mm. you were a dominant, fun team to watch in the AFC. And what Wes just described, that period in the Bengals, and the Browns have had similar periods, you would trade the embarrassment and the nonsense of not even competing Sunday to Sunday with four years exactly. of the Bills' head. And that's the Lions, what I would say. That's why I think the Lions should be two, ultimately, because I think they've never had any light. And, right. I, and to me, as a fan, that is worse. And I've, I've experienced both different sports, whatever. I, I think it's worse that they've never had anything good and that there's no light, even though it's a different sort of terrible pain to lose big games. Uh, Greg, I'll give you the floor for this because I know oh, yeah. you gave me some heat um, about – what were you going to say? I was going to tee you up for who's not even here right. that deserves to be here. Well, I had a big pro- – if if the Cardinals – I understand why the Cardinals were left off because they've moved around different cities. But if you're just talking about the organization, the Cardinals have to be in the top five. Yeah, they've got a lot of the same – They're the most woebegone franchise in the history of the NFL. I, I think so. And it's tricky because it's been in a ton of different cities, Chicago and St. Louis and now Arizona. You've got the ownership problem. You've got the just dreary no winning problem more than maybe any team in, in franchise in, in in the NFL. And then now even in this later era where they've had some better moments, you had you had a pretty tough Super Bowl loss. So they would be there. And then I think the Chargers got overlooked. No one wants to talk about the Chargers because they don't have a lot of notable fans, but they've had a really tough run. I mean, the highlight of their entire run. They had a nice quarterbacks in the seventies, but a lot of tough losses there. They've had tough losses with Marty Schottenheimer. They made one Super Bowl and they got blown out. I mean, they've, it's been a tough if run it, for them. If it makes you feel better and you wouldn't have seen me working on any other project until Christmas, if this was a top 10, <laughs> Cardinals and Chargers would be in some order, and then I'd probably put the Eagles at 10th. Hmm. I wouldn't have the Vikings in my top 10. They're the team I think is too high. As you said in your piece, they've got more playoff appearances than anybody but the Cowboys and the Steelers. Right. I mean, they've had nothing but good luck. I think, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think to me wow. – Let's well, to down, me, man. like the 1998 season that their fans got to enjoy was more fun than the last 25 years of the Bengals. So you're a different right. fan. You're a different right. fan, Right. I think though. the absence of hope is way more painful than anything like, I'd agree with like that. Gary Anderson missing a field. But how would you know? How would I know? Because I, I saw Tim Crumry break his leg in the Super Bowl. I know that kind of pain. It doesn't compare to an absence of hope. I think mm. those are different scenarios, but I, 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 t- I see your point for sure. You know it's a great series. I mean, it un- – Really well written and great idea and executed, but also just even the rankings because I think Vikings fans saw this and said, "Oh, you're crazy. They should be higher." Every, that was every right, every right. single team. Every team I wrote, I got heat saying they were. Oh, the Vikings! The Vikings are one of the most successful franchises of the past forty years. What are they talking you about? Know what's painful? We're grown men who watch other higher-paid men just prance around in <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> Fair point. That's a metaphysical. How about we go do something with our own? That's lives? a metaphysical pain that we may never solve. All right. That's it. Excellent work, Dan. Oh, thank nice you. Nice job. Us. Medication maybe could solve that for you. How about a, a raise or something, Greg? That Take me out to be, dinner, buy me some booze. That would be huge. For oh, for just you. Against? Yeah. Just, just you. you. Okay. Yeah, no, just, yeah, just me. And he's like, oh, I was thinking team-wide, like something that would unify us versus completely tearing us the structure and the fabric of the team. Well, you say that uh, you've won an MVP trophy uh, what did that offense. I'm just saying. What did that net Now it's time for Greg to give me a nice little pat on the head and say, there you go, buddy. Here's some other team. I wouldn't want to ruin the hair. That's the second okay. person in the last 10 minutes who wants to pat you on the head. I know. It's true. <laughs> uh, all right. So we will be back uh, next week with three shows, right? We're back locked and loaded. Three shows. All right. We'll be, we'll be oh, back. Dan, Dan, you know the deal. What? 
you know the deal. You've been going for so long. What? You forgot what we're doing here? Oh, what? yeah, the part Leaving? where you completely disrupt the flow of the show. And yeah, and, 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 and <laughs> throwing in podcasts. Yes. All right, all right, TD. Last uh, time it was flu game for Chris West. This time it's the double nickel. This is Dan coming back to the garden, <laughs> wearing that 4-5 or five and putting up, a, putting up a big game. I remember yeah. that. So, Dan. Thank you very big. much. And that was against the Knicks, of course, and he – he won the game on an assist to Bill Wennington with a slam. That segment has got to go. Mark <laughs> overlooked uh, again. I just wait. Did Mark win while I was gone? Future Mark did not uh, on Twitter though, not on the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, by yeah, some low level tweet, but I appreciate it quite a bit. It was a nice gesture to some degree. On oh, it wasn't you. That old tension's still here. It's good to see things haven't changed. All right, so we'll be back next week with three shows. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is Dan Hansis signing off. For <laughs> the pressure is on right now. There is the uh, sizzler, the mailman, the boss, and TD behind the glass. Till next week! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.